0: All right, today we're looking at the fifth petition in the Lord's Prayer. We've been trekking through it um, these last several days. If you've missed any of them, just go to the iTunes store and subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life, and you can get caught up on what you've missed. So the Lord's Prayer is found in Matthew chapter 6, and can one of you guys read it? Do you have one one in
1: front of you? The Lord said, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
0: Okay, so today we're looking at that fifth petition. The first petition is hallowed be your name. The second one, your kingdom come. Third, your will be done. Fourth one is, give us this day our daily bread. And so now the fifth one is, forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, this was a, um, one of the petitions in the Lord's Prayer that one of our listeners uh, wrote in and asked a question on it. So this is what the question was, is we are instructed in the Lord's Prayer to ask for forgiveness. Why do we need to ask for forgiveness when we are completely justified and therefore forgiven in Christ? Now, I think that's a great question because immediately after the Lord's prayer, Jesus says in verse 14 and 15, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So what is Jesus saying and
1: how do we answer this listener here? Hmm. Well there is a sense in which our sins have been paid for on the cross but there is also this reminder that we still sin and and so um you know the bible says in first uh, john if we say that we have no sin uh the truth is in – we are liars and the truth is not in us. It also says that if we do sin, we have this advocate with the Father. That's the one who died on the cross for our sins, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Um, if we, and if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. We need a continual cleansing. Uh, and so we go to him and you – know, Do we need a continual cleansing for justification? No, no. Just, you know, we're talking, uh, justification is a reminder uh, that we are justified, declared righteous before God because of the work of Christ. He, he faithfully did what we didn't do. He obeyed the law completely, was our substitutionary sacrifice. We are justified on that basis. Um, sanctification is the process by which we become more like Christ. Sometimes we we reverse those we we try to do things in order to make us approved of god and when no he we meet his approval we meet we are we we please him in our obedience to him that comes after he's declared us right and righteous before him
2: yeah, yeah uh, I, jonathan nailed it uh that we are we are fully justified, um, you know, in the new, new creation in Christ. The old is gone, as Second Corinthians five says, and the new the new has come. Uh, and and we continue to sin, and we need and we need to be cleansed. Mm-hmm. And it's an old phrase; it's not original to me, but uh, somebody once said, "Keep short accounts with God." Right. Um, and w- when when we know we've sinned. Uh, go immediately to our Father, and this, uh, you know, g- this gives us. Jesus is showing us here what to do with our sin, with our guilt, take take it to our Father and ask forgiveness. But He's also laying out a real a real challenge to us as we forgive those who are um, moral debtors to us. Uh, that and, and in fact. He goes on to make it conditional yes
1: we, we you know before we get to that condition you know we're we're reminded here um, of our our sin we fall under the fatherly displeasure of God all the time those that the Lord loves he disciplines yeah. and before he disciplines me I want to confess my sin before him you um, we know it on a human level. When we've when we've offended somebody or when we've been offended, the relationship is uh, soured in one sense. We will distance ourselves from that relationship very often. We And what our confession does is brings us bring us back into that relationship, that intimacy that is lost in that in that moment and and it's it's a reminder we last week was uh, give us or yesterday give us this day our daily bread and it's a reminder that food clothing shelter that doesn't exhaust our basic need as a human being well actually what our great need our more fundamental need is always to be reconciled to our creator to to god our father and receiving the forgiveness that we need is important. Um, you know, we want to enjoy the Lord's pardon. That's yeah. what it comes down to. We want to enjoy. Not only do we want to uh, be aware that He, you know, He's forgiven us, we want to enjoy that pardon mm-hmm. uh, and come to Him. Amen. Well, let's deal with this uh, conditional clause
0: because to me, I think just a surface reading of it kind of sounds like that if we do this forgiveness then God will forgive us. So right. the actual words is, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So what it sounds like is that the only way you're going to get into heaven is that if you forgive, that's the, like, the ticket that gets you in.
2: Yeah, and it can't mean that because then the, it would turn our forgiveness into a work by which we earn in God's favor and we and we know that that's that's not what this is. Jesus told a, a parable that I think sheds light here. It's uh, usually called the parable of the unforgiving servant. And you'll remember that there was a uh, there, there was a man who owed uh, a debt to a king of a fantastic amount of money. It was a huge amount of money. And I forget I, I forget, I I don't have the parable in front of me, so I don't remember the exact amount that Jesus said, but it's such a huge amount that the original crowd would have laughed at the idea this could ever be repaid. Mm-hmm. I remember the man went before the king and begged mercy. I, I don't, I can't pay you. And and so the king had mercy on him and didn't demand, and, 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 for, and the king forgave the debt. Mm-hmm. And the man immediately goes out and sees someone who owes him ten dollars mm-hmm. and thrashes him around and says, You're gonna be thrown in prison. You got you gotta pay me now. The guy says I can't pay. Well, then I'm gonna have you thrown in prison until you pay the the full thing. Jesus then goes on to say the king heard about what had happened, that the, the servant that he forgave the great debt would not forgive another and the king had the man the unforgiving servant dragged back before him and said I'm throwing you into prison until you pay the last dime mm-hmm. okay I'm paraphrasing freely but what's indicated in that parable the warning in that parable is that the servant who was forgiven such a great debt obviously never had a relationship with that king mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh never didn't have gratitude uh, for what had been offered to him in this forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so then the forgiveness was, was removed. Yep. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at here in the, in the prayer. It's not to buy our forgiveness. We earn not that we don't earn forgiveness by extending forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but when we know we've been forgiven, these two are just naturally going to go together when we are in right relationship with God and, and, we know how much we've been forgiven these two are going to go together well it shows the radical nature of the
0: new birth this is yeah. you know what the Puritans would have called this is like a a, an, a discriminatory verse yeah. it discriminates between those who are in the kingdom and between those who are without the kingdom right. and the the new birth is I mean just that just think how radical the first birth was. It was the bringing of a person into the physical world. The new birth is bringing a person into the spiritual world. It's being transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. Conversion is so radical that it just will change you. And so what Jesus, I agree with you, Phil. So I would say is, is what Jesus is saying is that if you don't forgive, it's because you actually not have been forgiven. At You've all. not been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jonathan,
1: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. I concur. I concur. No. Um, you know, it's a reminder, you know, when, we, when we're when we talking about forgiveness, we don't have to go to heaven to see if our he- sins have been forgiven. Um, by this new birth, by this new understanding, you know, we recognize um, that we've been forgiven because we have a forgiving spirit. We've entered into that um, relationship. We have the power of of forgiveness, you know the the old model was you know uh, don't get mad get even, and uh, you know and we never know when that score is even. We always think somebody owes us more than they they do. But by having a forgiving heart, and and this is something that happens. There's a story about um, uh, Corey Tamboom who thought she had forgiven everyone? You know that had done her harm. You know she was put in a concentration camp. She Auschwitz or Bergen-Belsen, I guess it was. Yep. She saw her sister die. Saw her under the Nazis. She's in um, in a meeting where she's talking about the forgiveness of God, and she witnesses. She sees one of the guards a german guard that had been in that camp and she recognizes him and afterwards this guard comes up to her and says how wonderful to be forgiven mm-hmm. and uh, and she in that instance she recognized whether she was forgiving or and and forgiven because God gave her a heart. At first she said she's she sees this this garden. She she's ashamed and horrified at herself. She prayed, Lord, forgive me. I can't forgive. Coldness clutches her heart, but she realized that forgiveness was a a promise, an act of the will. And as she prayed, she felt forgiven, accepted in spite of her shabby performance as this famous forgiver. Mm. Her hand was suddenly unfrozen. The ice of hate melted. Her hand went out, woodenly at first. A healing warmth flooded her whole being, bringing tears to her eyes. I forgive you, brother, she cried with all my heart. Mm-hmm. You see, there's a performative aspect in, the, in this. When we forgive others, we understand ourselves to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Yep. Well, you know, one of the... Interesting things about Jesus, including this in the Lord's Prayer, is it shows you, again, he only included six petitions. He could have given us different ones. He could have given us a number of, of ones to these ones already. But it shows you how, uh, how sin is still one of the biggest problems that we have in our life. We can um, underestimate it. We can, we can set it aside. Sin is the main problem that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. It's the main mm-hmm. problem we have every morning when we wake up.
1: No. And and for us um this uh, word forgiveness in Greek is something described as a letting go. So we there's a release, there's a letting go of all the destructive sinful tendencies of us when we forgive somebody. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: We've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We thank you for listening to our program today. If you want to get caught up on any of our past broadcasts, just go to reformationboise.com. Also, you can find out information about our upcoming conference. It's going to be a great one this year, brothers. Uh, In Christ Alone is the theme. We're going to be touching on issues of union with Christ, assurance with Christ, and the second coming of Christ. And uh, if you want details, just go to reformationboise.com, and we will see you next time.